Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. Okay, I don't know about you, Krista, but it seems like summer is always that time in my business where things kind of start turning into crickets. (laughs) Like my inbox slows down, I feel like I'm getting less inquiries, I have less stuff to work on, and there's just not that much to do. (laughs) I think it's because during summer, a lot of the times, people are just taking time off from their businesses. They're taking their kids on vacation or they are taking themselves on vacation and they're like, I'm not worrying about this stuff right now. So they're like, they're not worrying about it, so they don't need us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Last summer was technically my first summer in my business, but I do remember because it was like two or three months after I quit my full-time job being like, where the heck did everybody go? <laughs> like, yeah, I think I remember you messaging me and being like, um, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of terrifying, so I'm glad we're talking about this today. <laughs> yeah, it is really scary, especially when... Like, like in your situation, you're experiencing it for the first time. You're like, how do I pay my bills? Yeah, <laughs> like, does everybody hate me suddenly or what's going on? Yep, yep. So just because work is slow, I think there are two ways you can respond to it. One, you can do like a ton of marketing and keep trying to put yourself out there and get more work. And I think that is something that is totally okay to do. However, I think that you can also take that time to kind of work on your own business and really reflect on things that you really do not have the time to do when you are working with clients. So in today's episode, I wanted to go over just four different things that you can do for your sanity and your business when client work just seems like it's slowing down to a trickle. This sounds amazing. Yeah, I know there have been times in my business where the slow time periods have like driven me insane and I didn't know what to do. So I think there's going to be a lot of people that love what you're about to go over. Totally agree. Okay, so let's just dive right in. First up, you can update your website. (laughs) And I feel like that seems like such a, well, duh, I can update my website even work when I'm working with clients. And I think we all say that because we know our websites are really important. Like, this is how we are getting our clients. However, it also seems like we all are also ignoring our own websites. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, it's so easy because when we do have clients, oh, I'm too busy, I don't need to do this because I have clients, so apparently it's doing just fine. But I think when we don't have clients, it's one of those things like, well, there has to be something more important I'm, you know, I should be doing. So even if we can't think of anything, we still just choose to ignore our websites. Exactly. And not only that, but when you think about it, it is so 
easy for our website as a whole or even just certain things to become dated and just need an update like your about page if you have stuff on there about maybe the big city that you live near and then you move okay well your about page is now dated or if you realized I have that problem (laughs) oh my gosh okay (laughs) Kristen's to-do list for this episode is to update her about page (laughs) shoot Um, or if you get a dog or just a pet, or if you have kids or something like that, and you talk about personal things like that, then it's so easy for those things to, like I said, just become outdated. And now you have to update them, right, Krista? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one thing that you can do when your client work is slowing down is to definitely just take the time to make some updates to your website. Now, if you haven't redesigned your site in a while, and I know as a designer myself, this is like an overwhelming thing to think about because it's always harder to design for yourself. But if you haven't done that in a while, or maybe you have been planning on making some big changes in your business, kind of like what we talked to Caitlin about in episode nine, then this is a really, really great time to do just a complete overhaul. Just take a couple of months and work on your own redesign, rebrand, whatever it is you want to do. And then you can launch it and launch it when all the clients are coming back from their summer vacations or whatever vacation they just took and they can hire you right away. Now, if you still like your design, which I know is usually me, I'm like, well, I still like it. I don't want to completely do the whole thing because that's also like, ooh, that's a ton of stuff to work on, (laughs) y'all. But you just maybe feel like your website needs some small tweaks. You can take the time also to just work on those little things. So updating photos, updating your copy, updating your about page to make sure it says where you just moved to if you have it on there. (laughs) Um, But little things like that where you can make sure that you're still speaking to the right target audience because I think especially when it comes to copy and imagery, that's something that can easily become the first thing that's outdated on your website even if you just make one tiny change and then you're like well why are all these other people still contacting me when I want to work with these new people and it's because your website is outdated and you haven't taken the time to update it Mm -hmm. it's almost like at least in my case I kind of forget that my copy even exists like my (laughs) home page my about page I honestly don't even know what those things say And it's just because it feels like a set it and forget it thing. We do it once. We feel like, all right, it's good right now. And we don't want to mess with it again. And it just doesn't like come to the front of our mind as something important. So yeah, it's easy for those things to kind of just be awful. (laughs) Exactly. I just think not only that, but it's such, it's kind of like redesigning your website as a whole. It seems like it takes so much creative energy that we're not used to applying to words to try to come up with the right things to say. So it also feels like it's this really daunting task that we're like, I don't ever want to deal with that ever again. (laughs) Totally agree. (laughs) And if nothing else, so if you're not into redesigning your site, if you don't feel like updating your copy, 
please at least take the time to upload some new work. Because I know from probably 90% of the designers I've ever talked about portfolios to, they all say, oh my gosh, I can't remember the last time mm -hmm. I updated my portfolio. Mm-hmm. I've heard it too. <laughs> and it's like, your portfolio is one of the main things that is helping you get clients. And if you are working on a completely different style of design with new, new projects or new clients, whatever, then you're not targeting the right people with that work. And not only that, but if you haven't uploaded new work in like a whole entire year, your design style and just your designs in general, they kind of adapt with you as you learn and you continue to work. And so the fact that you haven't uploaded anything in eight to 12 months, hopefully it's not any longer than that, really kind of holds you back from what you're showing where you've grown and you know how to do all these cool different things and you just have a new aesthetic as you have grown. Yeah, I remember, I don't know, a few months ago, I somehow saw all of your old stuff. I don't know where, is it Dribble or something <laughs> where you showed me all of your, like all the way back yeah. to college. Yeah. And like, it was all good, but it changed so much. Like I saw how your style like evolved and changed. And if you didn't have anything uploaded from this past year, like I feel like it wouldn't hardly represent your work at all. And I'm sure you're not the only designer who would be like that. So definitely portfolio, update them. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but just to go back to thinking about how your portfolio attracts more of the same kind of projects. Mm -hmm. If you have all of these older kind of projects and it's a certain thing, so maybe you did a certain kind of packaging design or maybe you did logos for really feminine brands and you don't do that anymore, and that's the reason you're going to keep getting inquiries from those same kind of projects. And if you don't want to work on that stuff anymore, then it's definitely time to phase that out of your portfolio and bring some new stuff in that really reflects the kind of stuff that you actually want to be working on. Yeah, for sure. So like I said just a few minutes ago, once people are back from their vacations and they're ready to hire a designer, you can know that your site will be best representing you and attracting the right people just because you've really taken the time to invest in making these updates to your site while everyone was MIA. Yep, for sure. And I, I mean, it can even feel like a waste of time while you're doing it. But just power through anyways. You know that your copy needs a few tweaks. You know that your portfolio needs to be done. And it feels like we should have more important things to do. But when you don't, like when your clients are all away, j just sit down and power through. It's totally worth it. Exactly. If you're not doing like a major overhaul, if you just sit down and make a to-do list of, okay, so for this week I'm going to work on my website and I'm going to do one like section at mm -hmm. a time, you could easily power through your whole entire site in a couple of days or a week at most, depending yep. on how massive your site is, um, and just be done with it. And then you can move on to something else. Like it doesn't have to take you weeks and weeks or months even to make these changes. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
So the next thing really goes just along with website updates, and that is revisiting and updating your processes. So just like our websites, I feel like our processes are really important. Obviously, this is us working with our clients. This is how we do things. But often, just like you were saying with the copy, I think it's something that a lot of designers kind of set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. Like they come up with this process that they really like at the time, and then they never revisit it ever again unless they have one client that makes them hate their life, and then they'll revisit it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wish that wasn't true, but it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So as you work with more clients, just like your design style is kind of growing and evolving, you are probably also learning new things about your process and, you know, what works best and learning new things from other designers. I know Our group has been really great about that to see other designers share, okay, well, this is how I do things and this is how you do these other things in your process. And that is so fun to kind of learn because you can take those things back to your own processes with your clients, but it only works if you are revisiting and kind of updating those things as you go. Mm -hmm. So a couple examples Maybe you want to kind of change your mood board process or how many logo variations you send, or maybe you want to just update your onboarding or offboarding processes to kind of make sure it's more smooth for you and for your client. But I think these are a ton of different things where it's like we were saying, you know, you kind of get in the zone and you're working on it and then it really takes something terrible to happen for you to be like, okay, well, maybe I want to change these things. Yeah. And I think something else you can do to figure out what you want to change is just think back on your last, I don't know, five maybe projects. And it didn't have to be things that are terrible, but what maybe, what kind of little bumps did you hit along the way? What could you do to make that, you know, a little more smooth or make your client experience better? Like what little things can you tweak? And those are perfect things to start incorporating. Um, For example, my last couple projects, the way I was presenting revisions, like the idea of revisions for people wasn't quite working. Like they didn't understand the concept of what a revision meant from a development standpoint. They wanted, you know, things totally redone and that's not what a development revision includes. So afterwards, um, I sat down, I actually had this week off of client work as we're recording this. And so earlier this week, I sat down kind of thought about it and then tomorrow I'm going to be um, recording a video for a client and also sending her you know the first round of revisions like what she can do and usually I would just send her an asana task which has some instructions to follow but this time I'm I'm going to record a video that walks through the website and at the beginning I'm going to start by talking about revisions and like what it is and what it includes and what it doesn't include to just see if that's going to help so those are the things you can kind of point out it wasn't making my life miserable but it's something when I sat back and thought about it I knew I could improve so just little things like that are things you can start kind of adjusting when you don't have clients to worry about constantly. Yeah, and I think that's a really great point that you made that you noticed over the last couple projects with clients that that's the issue you were having. So if you maybe haven't looked at your processes with your clients in several months or maybe even several years, then definitely start by taking a look at your process for 
your past five clients even. I know I hosted a challenge about this in our Facebook group a couple of months ago. Um, and I started out by having everyone literally look at your past projects and list from start to finish every single step that you take so you can go back and kind of examine, okay, well, what is working really well? What maybe needs to be tweaked? And you can kind of go from there. And this is the perfect time to look at this thing, look at these things when you don't have clients because then you don't have to worry about, well, I have these current clients and I have these one set or this one set of process that I'm taking with them. And now I have these new clients where I'm doing things completely different. And then you get kind of confused and you confuse your clients sometimes even. So I definitely think that you want to do the do something like that while you don't have any clients. So maybe if you schedule some time off in your summer or something like that where you can say, okay, for the next two weeks, once I finish with these clients, I'm going to pause and I'm going to schedule new clients to start later. And then that way you can have that definite change because I have been there where I've changed my processes while I was working with clients and it's just confusing. <laughs> like, you're like, wait, what did I tell you? What was in your contract? What was in the welcome packet that I sent you? And then it's just a huge mess. When you're still trying to get your design business off the ground, it can be hard to nail down exactly what your process with clients should be. You may be scratching your head trying to figure out what steps to take after a potential client has agreed to work with you. Been there, done that. You think everyone has it figured out and you're convinced they're all just keeping it a secret, especially from you. Well, no more. I'm breaking down the barrier and sharing with you my exact Asana workflows for branding and web design projects. Yep, this includes every step that I take with my own design clients. You can use them for yourself or tweak the workflows to make them work better for you. Even better, all you have to do is copy and paste the task list straight into Asana and everything will be organized right from the start. To get my Asana workflows and check out my other products for designers, head to getbacktodesign.co slash shop and be sure to enter the code podcast for 15% off your entire purchase. So the next thing is to do something on your someday business to-do list. And you may think this sounds kind of weird, but if you think about it, we all have this list for our business. And Krista, I know you and I, like as of recording this, we recently talked about all the things on our someday get it done list. Um, and sometimes it can be little things like updating your website, but I think sometimes too, it can be bigger things. So we all have goals or things we kind of daydream about trying and we're like, well, maybe one day I will try that out. But you're too busy to work on those things when you're busy with clients. So when you don't have many clients or when you don't have any clients, that is a perfect time to pull out that list and see what excites you the most on it and then get to work. <laughs> yes, I love this idea. And I mean, again, I think it's just 
I don't know if everyone has this problem or if it's just me, but when I don't have client work, I really struggle to like do things. Like I'll literally sit at my computer and just like stare at it, trying to think of something important to do and I got nothing. So if you have a plan going in and you can like tell yourself, okay, next time I don't have any client work, I'm going to pull something off this list, which you have or should make after this episode. um, That's just going to make you feel productive and move your business forward if you have good things on the list. Exactly. And I think a perfect example of a bigger idea, because I know a lot of the things right now on my someday list are like little things that I know I should work on, but I don't really have the motivation or the time to do them. But bigger things, I think for a lot of people, especially a lot of uh, service-based people, is creating some sort of passive income. Mm -hmm. So creating an ebook or products or even a course. So something like that. And if you know, okay, things are going to be slow for the next month or two, then that is the perfect time to kind of dream wild and Mm -hmm. create your, all of the things that you want to create and launch it and kind of get it out there and then go back into your service-based side and really focus on that and then have that extra income stream, hopefully bringing you in a couple extra dollars per month. Yeah. And you might even find that things like that bring clients back in too, because when you launch something, you kind of naturally do this big list building process too. So it benefits you in two different ways. But I agree. It is the perfect time to launch something like that because it's hard to do it when you have clients. I'm in the middle of getting ready to launch right now. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I can't do this. So when you don't have anything else to work on, that's perfect because you can give something new that you're creating all of your attention. I love that point. Totally. So I think what you should do is kind of block off that time in your schedule so you can actually do it. And kind of like what I was talking about too with the last point, once you've blocked that time off, If you get new inquiries, just schedule them to start after you're done. So then that way you know, okay, my focus is 100% going to be on this thing that you're obviously very excited about doing. And then once it's done, you can focus back on your clients because I can almost promise you, and this might not be the case with you, Krista, but I know most of the time it is for me. If I'm launching something and I'm also working with clients and inevitably we all also have stuff for like coded creative going on something is getting like a little bit of a slip (laughs) yep (laughs) so that's why it is a really good idea to just make sure you're taking that time for yourself for your goals and your daydreams about your business and working on something exciting and like you said even moving your business forward Mm -hmm. yeah totally So the last point I have is to just take the time off. So I know that is so hard to do. It's hard to step away from your business, especially when you love your work. You really love what you do. Maybe you're kind of like Krista and I, and you're like, I don't have anything to do right now. Let me dream up all of these different (laughs) projects that I can work on, because that is definitely us 100%, Krista. (laughs) 
And I know taking time off for me is usually hard, but every single time I can fully shut down and step away, even if it's just for a weekend, to be honest, I always come back feeling so much more refreshed, so much more excited and energized to get back to work. And I usually have a lot of ideas for just different things for either my business on the passive side or working with clients and just different stuff like that. Yeah, it's funny how many really genius things you can think up when you have that extra brain space. So when you're not worrying about your clients or the 5 billion things on your list and you're just trying basically to not think about it, how many good ideas you'll actually come up with. Exactly. And I think you don't have to take off like a dramatic amount of time. Like I said, usually if I literally don't open my computer all weekend, sometimes Monday morning even feels like I just had a mini vacation. But you can take off like a couple of weeks. Or if you're like really crazy and want to do what I did last year, you can take Mm -hmm. off a whole entire month (laughs) and just unplug and use that time not only to just do some of the other stuff we've been talking about earlier in this episode, but to just unwind. Like, I don't know about you, but some days I just love to just sit and watch like trashy TV. (laughs) (laughs) Or just do nothing and do like hobby things around the house or just hang out with Zoe or go run errands with my husband when he's off too. Little things like that. And it may not seem like it's that much, but when you take a couple of days like that away from your business, you're like so much more excited, I feel. I always am more excited to get back once I've been Mm -hmm. like unplugged for a while. Yeah, and maybe it's just because, like, then we have due dates to hit and something yeah. like that. But I totally feel the same way. I actually took Monday off kind of randomly for to go to my with my mom to, like, a spa day. And at first I was kind of freaked out, like, oh, I didn't plan this. But then Tuesday rolled around and I was just motivated to do things. So, I mean, it works. Longer is even better. So Exactly. Yeah, I totally recommend if you can manage to do, like, a whole week then do a whole week. I think that's a good amount Mm -hmm. of time. So the key thing here is that if you're going to take the time off, actually take the time off to unplug. And I know that's really hard to do, especially when, you know, we have so many things to schedule, blog posts, social media, you want to be checking in with whatever Facebook group you're a part of and all this other stuff. But You really get the most out of it, I feel, when you just completely disconnect. And so when you're scheduling this time off, make sure you're leaving your computer at home or putting the computer in your office and you're not going to look at it and be tempted to log on and see what everyone's up to. Delete the Facebook app for a few days. Oh, you're going hardcore here. You're not messing around. (laughs) Yes, I'm going very hardcore. And then just take that time to just not check in, not worry about any of that and come back. And you can check all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And something else, if you don't want to just like take the time off and sit around your house, if you're into it, go on an actual vacation. (laughs) Like, gasp, (laughs) right? That sounds like something totally crazy to do. And you don't have to do something crazy like you have done, Krista, which is go on a vacation to like the opposite side of the country to come see me. (laughs) You can literally go 
like go just a couple hours down the road and mm-hmm. like just stay in a hotel one night and go with your spouse or your best friend or whatever and just see some new places, go out to eat, treat yourself, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be something crazy. You don't have to like spend a ton of money or a ton of time investing in something like this. But man, oh man, I can promise you it's a good feeling to have that time away and not be worrying about deadlines and annoying clients and (laughs) having to write blog posts and meet deadlines. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I don't know if I've ever actually done like an actual vacation, but I'm going to in May, so I'll have to give an update. Actually, this probably will post after May. So I will have already gone on my vacation and I should just tell everyone in the Facebook group. (laughs) Okay, so to recap this episode, um, we all experience downtime at some point throughout our businesses. So if you are kind of experiencing that now as you listen to this episode, or if it comes up, you know, a couple months from now even, don't freak out. It happens to literally everyone at different times. Sometimes it happens every single year. Sometimes it's just like a fluke thing and it's totally random and you may never experience it ever again. If that's the case, lucky you. But make sure that you are spending the time wisely. So we just went on a huge rant about taking time off, but if you don't want to take time off, at least take some time to work on stuff for your business Kind of look at the behind the scenes and examine things when you don't have many clients so that when things do start picking back up, you're ready to go and everything is working well for you. And the action step for this episode is to actually make a plan on what you are going to do the next time that work starts slowing down. So I know for me right now, probably the next thing that I would do is update my website. So what about you, Krista? Ooh, I need to look at my Trello list. I have a Trello list just for this. I think the next thing I would do was would be figure out new ways we can market Coded Creative. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's good enough. So definitely make sure that you make a plan so you can be prepared and you don't just sit there kind of confused and just sad and you don't know what to do. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.